Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Game Train podcast. Uh, joining me always is Carl doesn't like fun Smith. Wow, hello. Uh, always. I don't know, I think Mark will have something to say about that, but I join you mostly. Yeah. But doesn't it doesn't um doesn't argue against the middle name, but that's okay. That's cool. We all know you don't Whoa. like fun. All right, all okay. Right. So we've got a big episode today again. We've always got big episodes, but this one is also big. So we've got a heap of news to go through, like a heap. Um also we've got the review on Lara's latest adventure in Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yes. Uh also we are looking back at the Xbox three sixty. Ooh. this this week in games of our lives and again the uh the passengers uh sent some questions in which we're gonna which we're gonna talk about later on but first uh let's get into all that news all right so uh yeah the nintendo direct was last week which was massive so here we go it was massive here yeah, we go it was. luigi's go. mansion 3 is coming to the switch in 2019 yes kirby's extra epic yarn is coming to 3ds on 2019 uh mario and luigi's bowser's inside story and bowser jr's journey is coming out in the 3ds on january 11. just nailed it um luigi mansion Original on 3DS is um, October 12th. Uh, new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe with Luigi version is coming out January 11 on the Nintendo Switch. Splatoon 2 DLC version 4, which didn't have much else to say about that, is coming soon. Uh, but some are speculating that it's some sort of smaller version of a Battle Royale mode. Mario Tennis is getting a big update. Adding a bunch of new characters like Birdo, Shy Guy, a Koopa Paratrooper, and Petey Piranha. It's also adding in co-op challenges um, and limited time events, and that will be out September 19. Nice. Uh, the Capcom Beat-Em-Up Bundle is out now, and it has Final Fight, The King of Dragons, Captain Commando, and Knights of the Round. Yep. Warrior's Fate, Armored Warrior's Jeez, there's seven games on it, and I don't even know if I got them all. I didn't know there was that many. <laughs> there's a lot of games on here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's available now, and it's co-op, and you can play it online with your friends. All right, so the Nintendo Online service is out now, right? That launched on September 18th. Uh, you can now play online, which you could before, but now you're paying to play online. Hooray, uh, new feature. You get... Um, 20 NES games with it, which is pretty cool because the original Legend of Zelda and Super Mario Bros. 3 is on there. Yes. Um, they've added save data cloud uh, functionality, so most games can save games can be uploaded to the cloud. Still, a couple can't. Yes, um, like you Pokemon. still need to use your smartphone app for voice chat, though. Um, there will yes. be special discounts for members of Nintendo Switch Online. And they've also um, released Nintendo Entertainment System controllers for the Switch as well. Yeah, but you can only buy those if you are a member of the online service. There you go. All right. Let's see. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. They showed off some things that your partner Pokemon can do uh, with secret techniques, etc. So that was pretty cool to see. Like um, 
it's kind of like a special and they can also learn like exclusive special moves that only your Eevee or your Pikachu can learn so it was just a little bit more info and stuff about Pokemon let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee uh, Diablo 3 Eternal Edition on the Switch. Four players in any way. You can get some new Ganon armor. Um, all amiibo work on it, so you get, like, extra loot from using amiibos. Uh, yeah, it's out November 2nd. Nice. Um, let me see. Super Mario Party. They, they showed off more mini-games, and they're all new, and there's 80 of them. So that's insane, and that's out October 5th. Game Freak, the makers of Pokemon, uh, showed off a trailer for a new RPG they're working on. It has got a code name at the moment called Town. Um, the whole game is just set in a town. And that is coming out in 2019. Mm, and it looks like the Pokemon everyone has always been asking for. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, City Skylines, which um, a lot of people have been asking for to be ported, now has the Switch edition. It's out right now, and it also includes Snowfall and after dark dlc yoshi's crafted world is coming out in spring 2019 it looks awesome a new trailer was shown for it and they've announced that you can play any course backwards yeah that looks fun uh civilization 6 is coming to the switch on november 16 bam starlink battle atlas is getting the full star fox cast in it now so it was originally announced that you could use fox's uh ship but now it looks like everyone from Star Fox is popping up in uh, the Switch version of uh, Starlink. So that is out October 16. Man, that game is just turning into Star Fox. <laughs> With like some Starlink characters in it. Yeah. Um, let me see. Warframe, which, uh, which was announced for the Switch, has a date now, November 20. Alright, so there was a huge amount of Final Fantasy news for the Switch. So... Coming to the Switch in the Final Fantasy world is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, coming out in 2019. Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition HD, which is out now. World of Final Fantasy is coming to the Switch, and that is out November 6th. Chocobo's Dungeon is coming out this winter, which would be our summer in Australia. Yes. Uh, Final Fantasy 12. It's coming out 2019, and also and that's the Zodiac Age version as well. The Zodiac Age version, yep. Yeah. And also seven, nine, ten, and ten two are all coming out into the Switch in all 20... the HD update versions. Yep, in 2019. So pretty much every Final Fantasy bar eight. Yeah, and none of the pixelated ones yet. No, we no, don't... no none yeah. of the old school ones yet. Damn, which I'm surprised about, like. Eight, uh, you know, I'm disappointed because that's one of my favorites, but I'm not so surprised, but like three or six, whichever one you want to call it, I thought that would be a really easy slotted in there one, especially because it's like a Nintendo game, but maybe they have like another, you know, 8-bit and 16-bit bundle of Final Fantasy planned for 2020. Who knows? That'd be awesome. Uh, let me see. What else did they have there? Uh, oh, wow. They finished up pretty hardcore with a big switcheroo showing um, Isabel from Animal Crossing talking about how she wish wishes she was the mayor. Uh, and then she receives a letter and it appears that they want her to appear in Smash. So fans were like heartbroken for two seconds. But then they announced that a full Animal Crossing game is coming in 2019. Also, uh, 
Sony has announced the PlayStation Classic. That's right. So they're following Nintendo's suit of releasing a mini version of one of their old consoles with a bunch of games preloaded on there. Yes, so, which... There are... It looks like there's going to be 20 games on there, including Final Fantasy VII, Ridge Racer, Tekken 3, Wild Arms, and Jumping Flash. The rest hasn't been announced yet. Yeah. Ooh. And if Tony Hawk 2 is on there and it's two players, I'm getting it just to smoke you in front of everyone. If not, I think I'll be missing this one. Yeah, I think I'll be skipping this one too. And I don't need to verse you at Tony Hawk 2 because I already know I'm better than you. I don't know. There was that one time with witnesses. Yep, yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. But you know, I don't. I just don't know in a court of law how that would go down, man. I'm, I don't know. <sighs> cool. Uh, game sharing is coming to Switch. That's right. You can link your Switch to someone else's Switch and share games with each other. Yeah, that is pretty fantastic, especially for people like me who are like just demanding that my friends all get Switches. This is like a, you know, if you're kind of like that, like I am, you can say like, get a Switch, quick. You can just have all my games, you know. If you're trying to convince someone. I thought um, you were going to share with me. Oh, yeah. I meant people like me. I'll <laughs> share with you, Callum. Um, well, there's a bidding war, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Red Dead Online got announced, which uh, the beta is going to drop in November 2018. So a little bit after the release of the game, just like GTA 5 did with their online. Uh, no news yet as to when online will officially drop, but I'm so excited to try that one out. And finally, uh, the... Um Xbox thriller uh, Alan Wake is being turned into a TV show. And, uh, and that's the news. Games we have been playing or things we have been doing. Yes. Wow, that's a, that's a long, catchy title. I, I know, no, well, because I say things we've been doing because I went to the Madman Anime Festival in, uh, in Melbourne last uh, weekend. Yes. So it's like a big anime festival. Uh, they've got like advanced screenings of like animes. They've got uh, like cosplay events. Uh, a lot of stalls selling like anime stuff, like DVDs and and books and figurines and all that sort of stuff. And they also had a bunch of video games to play. So Bandai Namco was there with like Soul Calibur Six, etc. Um, that Jump Force game that we saw at E three as well oh, yeah, was there yeah, with all the characters, yep. of course. Yep, uh, Nintendo was there, and they had a, a big thing set up with a, with, with a bunch of games. No new games, just like stuff like Mario Tennis, and Capcom had a booth there, and they had Devil May Cry 5 to play. Nice, you bastard. So I jumped on there. It was pretty cool. It was uh, really slick, re- looked really nice, um, plays really well. I haven't played a Devil May Cry game in years, so I was a little lost <laughs> throughout it. Yeah, um, yep. But yeah, it... Uh, yeah, it was, it was a, a 15 minute demo, um, which finishes uh, with a boss fight with this massive sort of demon thing that you fight, which was pretty cool. Nice. Um, you know, the game's all based on like, you know, making everything look stylish. So again, like in the old Devil May Cry games, you can hit the enemies a bunch of times and hit them up in the air with your guns, shoot them and then combo that into something else. And then you get ratings on how stylish it was. Yeah, yeah, and also, like, Bayonetta afterwards, which was obviously heavily influenced. Yeah, so... Um, did you mm, play the DMC game? No. Or you Okay, because I want to know if it plays more like that one, or more like the first original 
three. I have no idea. As I said, I've not played a Devil May Cry game since part one. Nice. Okay, cool. So that was a long time ago. That was like 16 years ago now. So Wasn't that awesome, part it, one? It was. And then I jumped on YouTube the other day to watch a bit of part one just for, you know, old time's sake. Didn't yeah. look that great. Oh, really? <laughs> no, it didn't. Um, there's that nostalgia that. thing happening again. So hopefully uh, this new one will uh, be awesome. So yeah, uh, it was pretty cool. I died to the last boss though, which was embarrassing in the demo. Well, that's what you do in Devil May Cry games. Those bosses are always pretty epic. Yeah, people behind me sniggered in the line. So. Oh really? Yeah. Did you give them the finger? And no, I just said my name is Carl Smith. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this and I hate fun. (laughs) I never should have come here. And then you picked up the newspaper and, and read the stocks. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, that was pretty cool. Also, uh, the uh, Forza, Forza Horizon 4 got a demo. Yeah, the demo. Nice. So pretty much it was the, uh, I guess, the intro to the game that we played at E3. Yeah, at the uh, the Xbox sort of section. Yeah. And um, then you get a bit of um, open world gameplay in the demo too, which was surprising. But I was like, yeah, oh, I didn't yeah, expect cool. that. So it was that first little taste. You get to do a couple of the events at the start of the game. Get to see, you know, get to choose a couple of different cars to race in. Do a few of the events. Uh, it wasn't too bad of a demo. It, it was a pretty hefty demo. What I'm disappointed about, though, is you can't carry over your progress. Which, yeah, because when it's, it's this like, close to release, it's like, ah, oh, come on. It, it would have been nice to be able to play the demo and then save that data and then use it in the final game instead of when the final game does come out and you play that part of the game again you know it's not as fun yeah like it's still gorgeous but i mean it's just a bit tedious and it the demo leads you to just like right when you get into it and go like oh now i want to just explore this world and really get into it and then when you finally buy it you're like oh i gotta do this like a couple of hours of stuff again yep um, also, yeah, so that was, uh, as always, Forza looked great, you know, so oh, it was stunning with the 4k yep. on the big screen, like, yeah, and the, it was just HDR nice lighting. to play it again. Cause I loved yeah, it at, at home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also I tried the trials beta trials rising. Oh yeah. I didn't get to try that one. Yeah. So that game's like easy. Is it? Is yep. it just? Yep. You are like, Oh, it's so hard. And I'm like, oh, this is so easy. Like, and then I crashed <laughs> so many times. <laughs> so many times. It's like, yep. And I'm at this little lip up here. Whoops, I've flipped over twice. Bang. Crashed. Did you do any, like, very hard levels? Was there No, because it, again, it's the start of the game. Oh, man, I can't wait till you try some. Like, the Trials games, when they get to very hard, they're just like, the first move is like, you know, an inverted cave or something. And you're like, what? Uh, I I was getting confused in this one because you get challenges for each level to progress. So, um, it might be, you know, come first or finish the course under a certain time, etc. And this one was to beat one opponent. And then as soon as the course started, it said I failed each time. What? Yeah. So I couldn't progress any further. I didn't know why it was doing that. I don't know if it was a bug in the demo if I was doing something yeah. wrong, but it was legit. As soon as you drop in, so it drops you in, and it would say fail. 
I was like, oh, okay. So I didn't get any further than that. So I only played about three or four courses, but they were really pretty. Like it was really fun. There's a lot going on. Like a, there was like this, oh, it's hard to explain. Um, but there's just a lot going on as you're sort of cruising along through this motorbike obstacle course. Cause that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. So that, so that was fun. Nice. And that was your first trials experience. Yeah. Yes. No, I'd played a bit of one before, I think. Oh, you did? Was it Fusion or HD on 360? No idea. Oh, nice. Nice. Cool, cool. Uh, And speaking of first-timing something that's old and awesome, you you tried Bastion this last couple of weeks. Yes, that's right. So, uh, yeah, you're like, you got to play Bastion because it's really good and you got to listen to it. And I'm like, oh, it's going to have some sort of cool music or something. So it's this uh, top-down uh, action RPG, I guess. Yeah, You, you call it that? Dungeon crawler yeah. in a way? Really nice artwork. sort of Yeah. Like and then nearly. it's got this cool narration going on throughout the game. Yep. And it's like, it's kind of funny and cool. And it like describes almost everything you do. Yeah. Yeah, so he drops down into the cave, he comes along, he gets his sword out, he looks at the enemy, hmm, wonder what they're going to do, he thinks, then he fights the enemy, you know, it's like all this sort of yeah. And stuff. I like when, like when you die and you fall down, he's like, and he falls to his death. Nah, just kidding. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you drop back. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it was yeah. interesting. I played a bit. I haven't played too much yet, but I, from probably the 30 to 40 minutes I played on it, I didn't mind it. Uh, I think you'll, so it gets quite involved and you have to like... Uh, build rebuild the town because you know there's the big calamity and you've destroyed everything and so slowly as you play you like kind of build up your um community and stuff and you know you level up and do cool rpg stuff and it's just a really smooth beautiful game and it, it just works so well on the switch and it looks gorgeous very cool have you played anything or are you just been doing Um, nothing I played Bastion, yep. I played yep. the Mega Man 11 demo. Which oh, was, and how uh, was that, Mr. Mega Man himself? Yeah, beautiful. Uh, well, I'm not really a Mega Man man. I'm a Mega Man X man. You got Mega um, Man on your arm, though. That's Mega Man X. Actually, Doesn't that's matter. Astro Boy. Same, same thing. Um, I'm going to go find... An, if anyone listening is interested in being a co-host for Game Train, I'm actually looking for one right now. Um, anyway, Mega Man 11 was super fluid which i'm glad because it it really looked like it in the footage uh, but you never actually know until you play he jumps much higher and quicker than i expected though which is kind of kind of cool really weird to not be able to dash and jump up walls though which i'm just so used to doing that as Mega Man x and when i jump in as Mega Man, i'm like come on hurry up run boost no okay we just just walk um and you can't but it's just a different kind of strategy. Like instead of, you know, clipping up the walls, you have to call down your your dog. What's his name? I really don't know anything about Mega Man. What is that little fellow's name? Rollo? Rush or something? Is that? Is I don't girl? know. Rush. People are gonna hate us. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, well, you're the one with Mega Man on your arm. You should know all this. I don't have Mega Man anywhere on my arm. And if you can point him out, I'll give you four thousand um, dollars. Oh, I can point out the giant Mega Man you've got on your arm. <laughs> So then, uh, yeah, instead of like clipping up walls, you, you get your robot dog to appear there and he has like a spring on his back and you can jump a bit higher. 
the demo comes with like a couple of moves, like um, I mean, different weapons that you normally steal from the bad guys. So you already have like this uh, sort of dash attack thing. So I guess th guess that kind of fills in for the dash, except you got to refill it. And you have like a electricity move where when you shoot, all these balls of electricity sort of follow the walls and the roof and the floor and stuff. And um, that was kind of cool playing and doing different things. I couldn't beat the boss though. I was just full rubbish. I don't think I even got to the boss. So you got um, Mega Man tattooed on your arm and you couldn't even beat the boss in a demo. I don't know why you're still going with that thing. I have no Mega Man tattooed on my arm, you weird fanboy. Um, but yeah, so that was pretty fun. I, as much as I love talking about that with Kellen, I'm going to have to move along. I also played uh, more Spider-Man. And that game, you just, that is one of those games where you realize how good it is after you go play other games and then come back to just play it a bit, and you're like, oh, you just fall straight into it, and it feels so awesome, it's so smooth, it, like, it really just kind of jumps out, like, when, the first time when we reviewed it, we played kind of nothing for ages, and then finally Spider-Man came, and we're like, yeah, Spider-Man, I, I just don't care, it's awesome, because I'm playing something, it's kind of like eating anything when you're, like, starving, and it tastes good, but then when you go away and play, like, this plethora of games that we've had, um, and then go back, you're like, all right, now I can really judge it in comparison with a lot of other good quality content. And it's still, I'm happy to say it still feels incredible. And it's like super awesome. And as soon as you just start playing, you're like, yeah, this, this is a video game. This is beautiful. And this is art. Um, that aside, I also jumped into uh, play some of the NES classics on the Switch. Played some Super Mario Brothers 1 and 3. Played some Excite Bike which I'd played many, many, many years ago. But it was so nice to jump back in and see, like, how well Mario Kart 8 nailed their Excite Bike track. Yeah, <laughs> so that was true. Real. I was like, wow, all this stuff is in here. Like, they've done so well. The jumps look the same. The little puddles. It just And the little lanes. I, I kind of enjoyed just playing that, thinking of Mario Kart 8 the whole time. Um, I played some Dr. Mario and uh, wasn't as into it as I thought I would be. That was weird. I guess it feels more like Poyo Poyo than Tetris. And I'm not a Poyo Poyo fan. Um, I played some Gradius, which is really interesting because I really love the R-Type games, which are coming to Switch soon. Um, uh, and they were really awesome. And they're kind of like a, a side-scrolling version of those like bullet hell shooters. It was, it was a bit of fun. I'd never really played that one back in the day. So had a lot of fun with those games. Pretty wicked value. For $30 for the year of online, like, you know, that's neither here nor there. But if you just think of it as spending $30 to get 20 NES games portable on your Switch that you can play multiplayer, I think it's a pretty good deal. Aside from everything else, which is like a bit, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I reckon we should roll into our uh, review this week. Let's do it. All right, so um, this week we are reviewing Shadow of the Tomb Raider. With this key and the silver box, we can remake the world. I won't let that happen. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, developed by Crystal Dynamics and Edos. Montreal, published by Square Enix, 
is the latest chapter in the saga of Lara Croft. So it's following on 2015's Rise of the Tomb Raider and yep. 2013's reboot of the Tomb Raider series, which has seen it go back to a young Lara, an ex inexperienced Lara, and her growth as she eventually becomes the Tomb Raider that we all sort of know and love. Yes. Um, and so this is apparently like the end of the trilogy, but the start of this new franchise. Yep. So they said they're still going to build on this story, but this is the end of the first big chapter of it all. Yeah, yeah. So it's the end of her sort of, I guess, origin arc, you could call it. Yeah. So now they'll just be making, like, games. Like, just more Tomb Raider games. Yep, that's right. So, uh, again, it's the third-person um, action-adventure game uh, with, uh, I guess, some exploration in it. It's not fully open world. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I guess there's areas that are sort of open that you can explore. Yeah, and get side quests and collect yeah. things. And, and so this time uh, this time she goes to South America and uh, goes to uh, Peru in this one. Yeah, which, and, and deals with the Mayans and stuff, which is really Lara Croft Tomb Raider-y that like the more of the stuff that I remember, just the setting. Yeah, it's, it's got like Incan and Mayan themes in it. Um and it's, it's all set in sort of, like, jungles and temples. Like, while well, part two was in uh, Siberia, so it was up in, you know, the ice. So it was a yep. real sort of refresh, refreshing look at everything. So much more colourful. Yeah, and oh, just so gorgeous. Like, really, really pretty, especially now in 4K. You can, you know, you can make it either, like, full resolution or you can make it run at 60 frames um, and have it at 1080 which it uh, loads really quickly, by the way. I was switching between the two and just, like, going back to the menu screen, and it was changing, like, super fast, so you can actually see the difference between the, the 4K resolution um, and the 1080, which is quite amazing. I've had it running at the 4K the whole time, and I, I feel like it's so plenty smooth for me already. Yeah, exactly. I, I had it going at the full uh, 4K throughout the whole thing as well. And it yeah, was I just, completely just recommend great. that one, actually. Yeah. So, um, for anyone that's played the other two in the series, you pretty much know how the game goes, like, in terms of playing. Um, you know, you do some exploration, and then, you know, you'll go find materials, you'll upgrade gear, um, you'll fight some enemies. It's pretty much how the flow of the game goes. Yeah, and it's kind of like a, a Metroidvania, sort of, uh, Arkham Asylum style, where you go through the game, and there's, like areas that you see but can't get to because you need certain gear and then you backtrack and then you can discover more things and that kind of thing yeah and look uh, this being the third in the series now you it's had two games to build on so in terms of like lara's skills and abilities not much has been expanded on so yeah the, the old classics true. like rope arrows back and you know things like that and they all work the same as they did in like part one and two but they've added now a um, like a rope that you can repel down things, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and well, she just uses her rope. It's like it's kind of like they didn't add like they added it, but in the story mode, it's kind of like they didn't add anything. She's just become more badass as she's grown. And I like that. As soon as you start it, you have fire arrows, you have rope arrows. It's all like there in your arsenal, and um, things like. You can go up in the trees and rope bad guys and 
pull them up and tie them up, kind of like Batman and Spider-Man, which is kind of cool to do right off the back of Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. But, like, uh, moves like that. So she's just doing more with the stuff she has. It, yeah. it kind of feels cool. Oh, I did like the rope repelling, because you'd, you'd sort of go down, and then you could use that to swing to other places and that. So that added a bit to it. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it helped, like, bridge out the design and layouts of different levels. Yeah. I, I did really like that. Something I did notice, which was a, a switch from part two. In part two, it felt like there was a lot of combat. Like, a lot yeah, yeah, a lot of gunplay and, like, shooting. Well, in this one, it's taken a step back, and there's, there's like, nowhere near as the amount as it as it was in Part 2. Yeah, it's it's a lot more like early, early, early Tomb Raider, where you're, like, it's more about figuring things out and exploring your environment, and you're kind of battling the animals and, and the, like, your, just your surroundings, more the environment as well as you know the humans but it's not just like a shooter or like you against bad guys and the world's just there like the the um the world is a lot more of a character in this one yeah yeah exactly um but they've added a a few more stealth elements this time so you can put mud onto lara so she blends into like i guess trees and things yep yep and she'll she even blends in even just standing out in the open a little bit more it Mm -hmm. takes longer to notice if she has mud on her yeah, kind of like and uh, push against the walls. Yeah, yeah, the walking against the walls was actually quite cool. You can sort of go into like ferns on walls and like blend in there, almost like that scene in in Predator, predator. where yeah. um when Arnie's down in, with the mud and the predator comes up, he's like right at his face, but he can't see him because he's in the mud. Yep, yep, yep. It's so yep. much like that. That's yep. true. And doing that, I felt like um I wanted a Predator game like that where you'd have to be hiding from the predator in the forest well uh don't they have that on wildlands is that the game mm. oh, you know that one we we couldn't jump on yeah so, yeah okay yeah predators in there now i don't oh. think you can hide in the mud but i'm pretty sure they added predator like as random as that it sounds like a thing i'm just making up and but I uh, think speak, speaking of predator um if you do love the films uh, go check out Fish and Connoisseur Movie Podcast because they've been doing a lot of Predator stuff lately. Oh, nice. Okay, well, in preparation for the new movie? Uh, they've idea? reviewed the new one and they spoke about the old one and Fish's co-host Connor hated the original for whatever reason. So go in there and harass him. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, there you go. Yeah, I gave my two cents. Nice. Okay, good. Good to Anyway, know. back to the Tomb Raider review. So... Um, they've added more, um, yeah, just more stealth elements and yeah, tapered off to combat and kept it a lot more exploration. So they've gone back to a lot, uh, like exploring a lot of tombs. There's a lot of challenge tombs in this one, uh, which were there in the other ones, but I felt these ones were a bit more puzzly than the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that too. And which is, which is kind of more evident, uh, in the included like challenge tombs and how you can do those and, um, there's even more to do after the game, you know, like you go into your menu and you can do even more different ones and they add them on. So they treat it more like a game, kind of like um, a Metal Gear Solid 2 did something kind of similar, didn't it? Mm. With those like virtual little levels and things like that, which I thought was really cool. It's kind of like these little segments of just like, okay, this is a video game now. Like, you know, we're not trying to disguise it and make a fun tomb and try and make it into like a realistic setting they're worried more about like 
let's see how we can make this really mechanically fun. And sometimes when you finish a tomb and it all like, you see how it all fits together, it's just so satisfying. Even if they're not that hard, a lot of them are just so well designed that mm-hmm. they just come together so well. And you're like, oh, damn, this room leads to there and then this joins that. And wow, like it just feels really cool, which, yep. which I really like. There was a real satisfying gameplay loop there in the tombs. Nice. Um, uh, Visual-wise, though, I have to mention, as soon as you start the game, you just notice that the lighting is immediately stunning. How awesome was it? Oh, mate. And you know what? Friggin' every time my phone would go off over several days, I'd look down and here's another pretty screenshot from Carl. Oh, yeah. I've been talking about the photo mode. I've just lived on it. Oh, like, my gosh. Like every five minutes, I'd get a photo from him. I'm like, that's cool. Weren't they fucking beautiful, though? <laughs> yeah, they were nice. They were nice. I, I did some good ones, too, but I couldn't send them to you because of spoilers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you got to take photos and then send them as I'm sending mine and go like, oh, he's up to this section. I can finally send him this one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. So, uh, have them, yeah. Have them ready for me. Uh, what, uh, there was something else I wanted. The, um, the no, no HUD heads-up display is really nice. I'm, I'm pretty sure they did that in all the games, which is really evident when it's in like a big, vast, huge 4K, you know, big screen. And just seeing like no heads-up display, really cool. But if you're a streamer, it's so cool that you can go into the menu and you can actually turn on a frame overlay that doesn't actually cover your um, game actual interface. But on the top and bottom bar in like thin little bars, they show like really cool stuff like hours played, enemies killed... And all kinds of like fun things to just kind of keep counting down for viewers or, you know, to display on a streaming setup. Uh, Another thing was the difficulty options in this game. The what, sorry? The difficulty options that you can change. This was was really, really really cool. And I think this is going to be the way that games now go. Um, So instead of just easy, normal, hard, there was easy, normal, hard for different aspects of the game whether it just be combat or whether it be puzzles. So if you put on easy, it gives you more clues to solve the puzzles. On hard, it gives you nothing. And then also environmental. So there's like little environmental clues on where you're supposed to go on normal. On easy, it becomes very obvious. And on hard, it takes it all away. Yeah. um, So what he means by that is you guys must know in like a lot of the third-person adventure games, like every other Tomb Raider, Uncharted, uh, God of War... On every ledge, there's this like mysterious paint or like bird poo in a lot of the Assassin's Creed or like so some guys come and painted these hundred year old mountains for you to climb and know. And they've just had that in every single one of these games. And in this one, it was just so cool that you could change the brightness of it to make it super obvious or just take it away completely and make it just like you have to try and figure out where on this mountain you can climb. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Um, something I felt a bit strange about is when her looks changed again. Well, see, it's it's kind of like James Bond to me. Her looks have changed in every single game. Uh, not only that, they changed three times in the first game. Yeah, and depending on which platform you play it on. Yeah, and like not just better graphics. Like she looked different, and so she's looked different in all three games. And then yeah, so there's been like I guess I, that's I five think, different Lara. I think the. F- Part one remaster on the Xbox One looked the best. Oh, yeah? I think so. I, I, think it was I don't know one. why, but I liked the very first one on 360. Maybe because <laughs> it was the first time I saw 
the new Tomb Raider and was like, wow, cool. And yeah. just grew attached to her and like fell in love with this new... I was like, all right, so this is Lara now. Okay, this is the new character. I love this game. I love Lara. Fell in love with the concept, the character and her face. And then the next game, well, the same game came out again. Like, just, you know, um, remastered. I'm like, oh, she looks completely different. Okay, well, I'll get to know this one. And then part two came out. I'm like, oh, completely different again. <laughs> What's going on? So, it's, yeah, it's very change. It's strange. It's like, they're not just making the graphics better. They're just like changing her face a bit, hoping none of us notice. I'm like, that's a different person, guys. It's like a new actress each time. When it has been and still is the same voice actress every time. Um, I wanted to say... Oh, yeah, something something else I really enjoyed is... I, I don't want to say too much because it's story-related, so don't we don't like spoiling anything like that, but I do really like this more realistic approach and depiction of Lara as sort of a young, stubborn girl who's not her father. And I, I find it really refreshing. Like, she's making mistakes, and she's not perfect. And, you know, like, she's just a young, hot-headed girl. And there's a lot of that throughout the story where you're just like, you don't always agree with her. You're like, ah, oh. you know, sometimes she makes moves where I'm a bit embarrassed because I'm playing as her. So she's kind of representing myself. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I agree with that. Ugh, I don't, why did you do that? And it's kind of just really building her as a character, like realistically, which I think is a, like kind of refreshing. I like that. Yeah, I just thought I'd mention that. I thought it was really cool. Bit of a, yeah, interesting sort of story in some ways, but then I feel like it loses itself later on in the game, but that's my opinion. Yeah, does it... Do you feel like it, it gets a bit... Um, I mean, it is the third game kind of doing similar stuff. Do you feel like it gets a bit repetitive? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'd play, I'd played one and two earlier this year, but even then jumping straight into the third one, and I've had a several-month gap, it just felt like, oh, here we go again. Okay. You've got uh, to stop doing that. No, no, but <laughs> I, I, it was kind of good to see at the same time how the game evolved. Yeah, that's true. Um, but at the same time, I was like, oh, here we go. Okay, yep, all right. And I felt like they used a lot of the same... Well, obviously, you would use a lot of the same animations. I just felt there wasn't enough new in this one. Like, enough... Uh, the, the jump from one to two was huge. Yeah, I, I just yeah, felt was. there was not near as big as a jump from two to three well it is the same generation whereas one to two was like a whole generational gap that's true that's that's very true i just was expecting probably a bit more from three than what three gave me ah uh, yep okay that's fair enough i mean i i've been kind of chomping at the bit for this for what nearly three years yeah so i was a bit more excited going in but i did feel that like the initial like oh cool this is awesome and uh like the stealth stuff was really cool um the temples real felt felt cool but and i really love this new well not new like this setting for her like i love being in the jungle and it just she looks great in there and it just feels like tomb raider but it didn't change often enough for me well you know not that i was disappointed i did take a photo literally every corner that i turned something looked stunningly beautiful um, and there were some really vibrant uh, hubs, like, you know, like really lived in little sections of the game that were very impressive as well. But yeah, the just the surroundings, you could say, just start to get a little bit old after a couple of hours. 
Um, and yeah, I just found myself like not really drawn to it. Whereas like when I was playing Spider-Man, I was waking up every day and like, or trying to finish whatever I was doing. So I had time to jump back in and play more Spider-Man because yeah. it was just so exciting. And, and then when I stopped playing, this is what I was talking about earlier. I jumped on Spider-Man for a bit and I was like, yeah, this is a game. Woo. Yeah. You know, just like every moment I was like, this is so fun. And I jumped back in Tomb Raider and I was like, well, it's pretty and it's really nice. And all the mechanics work really beautifully. But man, I wish I could be playing Spider-Man. Yeah, and at, sometimes I was like, man, I wish I could just web swing up to that ledge now. Yeah, and which is, which is nice to say because Tomb Raider is so much more visually stunning than Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man still looks awesome, but Tomb Raider is just like this next level of just visual fidelity, like beautiful lighting and jungles and perfect texturing everywhere. But it's so cool to see that visuals aren't everything. Like and and it's just so blatant between these two games because it's like Spider Man is just such a fun fun game and Tomb Raider is like it's awesome but it's kind of more awesome just by the numbers awesome yeah so what are you scoring this game well um, I didn't give it that many bad points there was something else I wanted to mention which um the sound cut out three times separately for me, so I had to restart the game. So there's a few bugs to be ironed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one last thing that kind of, you know, bugged me a little bit was the they tried to make it this, like, seamless world, but there were some very obvious loading times between sections where they, like, <laughs> when slow you down When she goes through a crevice the in the wall? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or at, at first you're like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. But then when she goes, like, under a vine... That's not even... And she, like, slowly moves a leaf. And you're like, I could have just pressed dodge under that thing like you've shown me under many other vines. And she's, like, lifting it. Or she'll be sprinting along in the mud and then suddenly, slowly step in the mud. And I'm like, I know you're loading. Just pause and say loading and just let me just keep going. It was... I mean, I can see what they're doing trying to make it seamless, but it's, like, didn't quite... It wasn't quite, like... Horizon Zero Dawn or Spider-Man with the seamlessness. Um, yeah. But that aside, the game is still stunning. It is a beautiful, fun game. Uh, watching Lara grow and turn into, you know, Lara Croft as we know her is super exciting. I am excited to see what they do now, now that they don't have, like, you know, the arc of origin story to, to work with. Um, and I'm curious, like, how do you make, how do you go on from this? So... It got me excited for that. I gave it an 8.2 overall. Okay. Well, um, i finished the game now. Um, done all, you know, rolled those credits and all that. Um, I, I still feel part two is the best in the series out of the three of them. Nice. Okay. So like a Star Wars situation. Yeah, pretty much. Um, part two was excellent. This, this was good. Not excellent. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a, a, a flat eight. Nice. Nice. Alright, and that was Shadow of the Tomb Raider. We are now up to the uh, the games of our lives. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the games of, of our lives. lives. Ho, ho, ho. So this is that, uh, that segment when we discuss... Uh, our favorite game from each console that we've owned. And this week we roll into the Xbox 360. 
All right. So Xbox 360 uh, was what? Yeah. Gosh, wasn't that a generation that that uh, console through there? Oh, that was beautiful. It was so nice going from PS2 to Xbox 360. Like we were spoiled for two generations in a row with like just fantastic generations of games. Yep. So, uh, what was your pick of the bunch? And I think I already know the answer to this. Yeah, you probably do. Yeah, Red I, Dead I Redemption. Uh, well, actually, funny you should say that. It's um, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. So Woo! not Gra- not Grand Fight Theft Auto Five. Woo. Nah, no way. Red Dead Redemption. Holy not, not, moly! Not the what Last a game. of Us. Wait, wait. The wrong, wrong system. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Whoops. Mate, this is this is a 360 segment. Keep your fanboy PS4 hating on Xbox because of its <laughs> exclusives away from this. This is Xbox only gets a few of these things, and this is Xbox's time. Okay. Okay. If you want to, if you want to talk about bloody exclusives, you could talk about Bioshock at least for yeah. a while, like, or something like that. Yeah, just as yeah, just as I was saying, I realized. <laughs> Because, um, yeah, no, we're talking no, was, the console, not the generation. But anyway. Yeah, it was definitely Red Dead Redemption. Um, GTA V was fantastic as well. But, like, you know, besides being, like, an evolutionary masterpiece of gaming, it didn't bring anything new in, like, feeling to me. Whereas, like, I'd never even gotten into Westerns as movies, yet alone games. And then uh, Red Dead, I was just like, oh, well, it's Rockstar. And that... Just the, like, you know, never mind the actual gameplay just being, like, awesome and fun and satisfying, but, like, just the vibe that game created and all the little things it did to just create a mood and build a world and, like, the story itself, which I've gone on about in the in the past, but just, it, just one of the most entertaining stories from start to finish. Beautiful, satisfying, powerful ending. Like, what a game. And then... As a muso, to find out like the entire soundtrack of that whole game blends together brilliantly because the entire thing was done in the key of A minor. So, which I just thought was so cool because I could just grab a guitar and knowing that or, or like a harmonica and kind of play along to any part of the game as long as I stay in A minor and kind of fit in there. Like, it's just fantastic. What a game. Red mm-hmm. Dead Redemption. Pew, pew, pew. How'd you go? Uh, yeah, so I went with... Can you guess what I went with? Pokemon. <laughs> World of Warcraft? No. Yeah. <laughs> the Last of Us. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> all things that the Xbox does very well, all right? Okay, all right. I went Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, for yeah. me, nice. uh, oh, I fell in love with music games on that thing. I had Guitar Hero 3... Guitar Hero World Tour, Guitar Hero Aerosmith, Rock Band, Rock Band 2, Rock Band The Beatles, Rock Band I ACDC. Have, I have Rock Man on my arm. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, for me it was the music games that sort of was part of that, that whole that whole thing of the plastic guitars and then eventually the plastic drums and all that. It was so much fun. I had so yeah. much fun with that. And spent way too much money on songs. Nice. That was pretty awesome. That whole like era of just like having that, like everyone had that somewhere in the corner at every party. 
Yeah. You know, yep. just for a bit. And after a few drinks surrounded by friends, there was kind of nothing more fun in the gaming community for a while than just smashing out some Guitar Hero, you know, just half cut with your friends and then seeing if you can do it on super hard mode and getting yep. zero. Yep. It was uh, it was so much fun. Um, that, that I think Guitar Hero 3 was the first game I owned on my... No, wait, no. No, I owned other games. But yeah, that when I bought that... I fully switched onto 360 rather than PlayStation at that time. And I bought it on the 360 because I heard that the controls were just a little bit better on the 360. They were more... Um, responsive. Uh, yeah, more responsive than the PlayStation one. Now, this could have just been people talking crap online, but I believed it and bought Guitar Hero on that. And then I bought the next Guitar Hero game. on, And then I started just buying everything on the 360 after that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So that became your third party machine. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, uh, that was uh, game of our lives this week. Yeah. As always, we uh, like to get a bit of participation from our passengers. I jumped on again to the Facebook this week and decided to ask them if they had any questions for us, or if they uh, want some renovation tips, or yes, if they want to know why Carl still does not like fun. Wow, because I'm a politician, librarian, accountant. I can't think of any of this. So, yeah, we had a few people write in. We had uh, Mark Thomas from the... Uh, he's got his own podcast now called Must Play. Nice. Uh, and he wrote, What colour should I stain my deck? All right. Wow. Uh, well, so it's, this is um, Better Games and Gardens now that we're on. Yes, yep, why not? Uh, um, you know, a nice natural dark wood color I like because yep. then it fades slowly over the years with the sun and, yep. you know, doesn't get too light uh, and it still, you'll find, grows into other colors uh, of different kind of shades of brown whereas if you start light, it starts to get quite pale and a bit um, glary outside. So, you know, I'd, I'd say start with a nice dark finish. Uh, what, what do you reckon, Kellen? Uh, yeah, I'd probably go with the dark finish as well. Or sometimes a, a lighter finish also works good on a, on a wooden deck. Um, you know, I, I, I just guess... feel like you know, in the bright days when you're outside with the family having a picnic, just a bit a bit glary on the eyes. You know that that bright. Yeah, but the, it depends on like what's around and what color his house is and what his backyard's like. You know, it has to all blend together too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's like bringing the room together, but you're kind of just bringing the world together when you're out there. It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's very powerful. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you for the question there, Mark. We uh, <laughs> we, ho- we hope we've helped you out on your decision on what colour to paint paint your deck or stain your deck. Yeah, please show us some photos. Uh, all right, so we've got Andrew Natoli from the Inconsolables podcast. And he writes, Legend has it that Callan is half human, half loot box. Can you confirm or deny this? No, uh, yeah, so uh, I don't think I'm a loot box. No, no, no. definitely not a loot box. No, no, no. All right, uh, Reef, our resident questions guy, he said he's recently finished his man cave with an LED setup, which looks ridiculous. I can't believe this. He's got like this amazing. He's ridiculous. got this cabinet set up, this this glass cabinet with LED backlights in there, with all these different consoles. It looks so good. Um, but he wants to build a controller style coffee table. He's asking which controller should he build as his coffee table and why. Okay, now I would say the original NES one because it's a nice normal square or like rectangle shape, mm-hmm. uh, which is awful to hold 
but great as a coffee table. However, I've just that one specifically I've seen done so many times. Yeah. So I think the next best thing would be a Super NES controller because it's still quite flat. Yep. You know, just it do, it doesn't have the straight edges, but it's still you could make quite flat. Whereas the other ones, like if you wanted to go Seeger or something, they're also curved. Um, anything new is all. You know, so I don't know. What What do you reckon? What about the old Atari? <laughs> well, with just this huge knob in the middle. <laughs> you know, if he could do that, make a really big square. Or, or maybe make like a, a vase in the middle to put roses and flowers in. Or a Nintendo uh, 64 controller. No, he should make a Wii one. <laughs> just have two little movable. Nothing works. Let's what? be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, what about GameCube? <laughs> oh my god, that's that's just... I'm not... I'm gonna just pretend you didn't say that. You know what could work, actually? A Game Boy. A really big Game Boy. Yep. That would be cool. That would be cool, too. Oh, and then he could turn the screen, screen area yeah, into one of those tabletop screens. Imagine oh, that. man. Yeah. Yep, there you go, Reef. You're welcome. Yeah. You're so welcome. Enjoy your Game Boy coffee table. Yep, and we're going to come and have coffee and play one of your 15-odd consoles when yep. it's finished. Uh, and uh, finally, Neil Napper writes, Okay, why is there not a HD remake of Legend of Zelda 1, 2 and Link to the Past? Or Metroid and Super Metroid for the Switch? And also, why don't you like Fun Carl? Uh-huh. See, there was no comma between the fun and the Carl, so I think he's asking you, why don't you like fun Carl? Yeah, so answer that, Callan. But yeah, you're not fun because you don't like fun, so well, how can I like or dislike you, asking. fun Carl? Anyway. Know, why don't you like fun Carl? I like fun. Everybody <laughs> likes fun Carl. <laughs> Our grandma saved my day. Oh, wow. So, um... Yeah, why isn't there a HD remake of Zelda 1 and 2 and Link to the Past on Metroid or Super Metroid for the Switch? You know what? I'd like to know the same thing. Um, uh, correct. Well, uh, Zelda 1 and 2, probably not as easy to make a HD remake of. But Link to the Past, I don't think needs one. Just Oh, no. There. If they took Link to the Past and put it into the um, uh, Link Between... Worlds? Link Between Worlds engine... Because it uses the same map. Yeah, that's true. That that should just be on the Zelda one and two, though. I don't know yeah. how they. I mean, maybe same like, thing again. Link to the past on that uh, Link Between Worlds one. Oh my gosh, that would be incredible if they made that. Yeah, that would be. Um, that would and, be. and Metroid and Super Metroid, I'd love to see HD remasters or even use the engine from. Um, the Metroid game that came out on DS, the, the remake of Metroid 2. Yeah, was that Samus Returns? Yeah, Samus Returns, yeah. That would be awesome too if they did that for like part 3. Well, part 3, with Super Metroid. Yeah, very, very true. Uh, as to why they haven't, who knows? I guess they don't like money. Well, I think they're doing alright. I guess, I reckon they're just biding their time I think absolutely everything is going to come to the switch to be honest <laughs> just everything it's just a matter of time as soon as I reckon they're saving all this easy peasy stuff for like the moment they start like running out of ideas like alright they've done all their awesome cool stuff what are we going to do in 2020 I know Link to the Past Metroid yep. and Super Metroid like 
fans will just shut up and be like, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'll so, take two. Exactly. Yeah. I reckon it's the reason is backup. All right. So, uh, yeah, thank you all for writing in on our Facebook page, which, as always, you can find us at facebook.com slash Podcast. Or if you want to get us on Instagram, it's at Game Train Podcast, or on Twitter at Game Train Talk, or our website, um, which is www.gametrainpodcast.com. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the episode again. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks. I'm <laughs> just joking. We've got the trains first, people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So let's kick off with the lame train. All right, so my lame train is pretty simple, uh, which is kind of the same as my love train last episode. Uh, And it is that I spent so long in this lull waiting for games, and now they're just all falling on us left and right that I don't know which game to spend how much time on and when. And it's just like this overwhelming issue of a first world problem where there's like... It's like everything is fantastic and I want to just like, I miss when I was young and had no money and your parents bought you one game every six months and you just lived the crap out of that game. Everything, front and back, collected everything. And once that was done, you played it a game on uh, on like game mode plus and you did it hard and you became like an absolute expert in the lore and you looked it up and I miss delving that hard into a game because if I tried to do that in Spider-Man... I would miss Tomb Raider and then Forza and then FIFA and then and that's just like the next week. You know, like and then there's Assassin's Creed and, and it's so exciting, but it's like I just want to stop time just for a month per game and just like really delve in there because I really miss just like losing myself in a game, which is the worst thing to complain about, but I'm doing it because I can. That's my lame train. Wow. There you go. What's yours? Uh Nintendo Switch Online. Oh, yeah, damn. Wow, okay, let's see. Ooh, cloud saves, but not for every game. Cool, thanks, Nintendo. Um, also, you know, the people that have been playing Splatoon for, like, the last one and a half years now have to pay to play it online. Uh, people aren't happy about that. And then yep. it's like, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's pretty cheap and all. That's pretty cool. NES games, that was awesome. But I would have liked to see more than just NES games, maybe some SNES classics too, Nintendo, you know? Yeah, more, more like, backup, we, we, we know sure. you've got them all there. Just start releasing them. We want them. People people want this. And the big one, your voice chat. Again. Oh, God. It's still on the app on the phone. Why do I want to use my phone for voice chat? I don't. I do not want to use my phone for voice chat. I want to be able to plug a microphone into that controller or switch or whatever and talk through that. Not a separate app on a phone. I'm not going to use the app. If I'm going to talk to Carl on a Switch game, I'm going to phone him up on my telephone and talk to him through that instead. Not through your app. No. Stop it. Stop it. Correct. So annoying. It is so annoying. Like, it is 2018. We have had a decade of online console communications now. You should this not be messing true. this stuff up. Well, can't can't argue with that. That is a hundred percent true. All right, <laughs> onto the love train. 
There we go. We've had some pretty strong lame trains today. Um, my love train is really simple, and it's that um, I'm loving you guys and uh, the listeners. Um, you've just been awesome. I'm loving a lot more of the uh, you know like um, your involvement in our show and these questions. It's just been really awesome in these last couple episodes, and it actually makes it a lot more fun uh, and exciting for us to actually record and be able to you know interact and communicate with you guys and even chatting with you on the facebook and on the instagram has been really fun and getting to know a lot of you guys um it's just been kind of genuinely warming so thank you everyone for that that's my love train mine is that this whole collection of final fantasy games are coming to the switch oh man good one nice work yeah um it's not just crystal chronicles it is final fantasy 7 9 10 10 2 12 world of fantasy World of Fantasy. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, eight. But I'm so excited that all this stuff is coming to the Switch, like, in this... Oh, it's it's great. It is so There's good. hours and hours and hours of excellent gameplay in there. So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, I'm loving the fact that all that is coming to Switch. Like, And we are only discussing the other week that World of Final Fantasy should go to the Switch because it'd be the perfect Switch game. Well, yes. Yes, it is. That's true. I mean, this sounds a lot more like a hype train to me, Callan. Uh, no, it's loving that this whole collection is coming. Not that I'm hyped and excited for it because I've played a lot of these games before. I'm just loving Great that answer. it's all, all coming to the Switch and I'll be, be able to go around portable. And I love being able to play games like that portable because, yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, and now onto the hype train. Hype train. <laughs> Ah, yes, thank you. Um, my hype train is that all these Final Fantasy games are coming onto the... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, my hype train, after smashing that demo and being completely like lost in that world again, I'm just super hyped to be playing Forza Horizon 4 extremely soon um, and really discovering that world forza horizon 3 was just such a wonderful experience and i can't wait to delve into that more and just like unlock five billion cars and take just as many photos um yeah and race around like a hoon mine is uh forza (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah nice yeah so uh i'm pretty excited for that um yeah, Forza Horizon 4, like, you know, played it at E3 and that and came away with very positive uh, feelings about the game. So being able to play through the uh, the full game is going is, uh, to be a lot of fun. Nice. nice. All right, guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning into the Game Train once again. Uh, we'll be back next time with our Forza Horizon 4 review and our FIFA 19 review. So we're doing, uh, we're doing a little double there, a bit of car racing, bit of bit of soccer playing. It's a very sporty episode. Is so, this our first like um, sport sport game that we've ever reviewed on Game Train? Yes. No, you did oh, tennis. tennis, Mario tennis. Yeah, yeah. And you did cricket. And oh, I've spoken about cricket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're you're quite the sporty man, Callum. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, join us here for all that. And uh, yeah, anything else you want to add? Um, nope, just that you guys are awesome. Thank you very much for continuing to support us and thank you. All right. Thank you very much. And this has been Game Train.